It's time for Q&A in the Kitchen. It's a podcast and YouTube series where tattoo artists in piercer talk about some of the more common questions that those that collect tattoos and piercings may have. Brought to you in part by Skin Kitchen Tattoo and the Axiom Body Piercing Studio. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, patents. Nope, that's the wrong one, isn't it? We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about that in the next episode. What's the matter? It doesn't really matter. We can talk about that in this one. Uh, patents and how it affects uh, tattooing and piercing. Whether or not it should be something that happens, what have you. But before we get into the the meat of the matter, uh, we should probably talk about who's here today. Just on, the potatoes. On my far <laughs> right is Jemmy St. John, a tattoo artist here at the Skin Kitchen. Directly next to me on my right is Jack Lowe, a tattoo artist at the Skin Kitchen. I'm Debo. I own and operate the Axiom Body Piercing Studio. I guess I should mention that that Jack also owns the Skin Kitchen. Um, and then over here on my left is Brent Starr, a tattoo artist at the Skin Kitchen. Uh, so who wants to start this one out? I did a video kind of on this already, but I think it would be interesting to talk about the tattoo angle of it, too. Uh, the first thing that popped into my head when you brought this idea, uh, this topic to me was um, how a lot of time, a lot of times in the past, I'd hear it. Um, I don't hear it a lot as much anymore, but a lot of times people come in and with maybe a logo or or uh, you know uh, Looney Tunes or something, and uh, would say something like, "Yeah, I know you can't." do it exact because of copyright or you know can you do this because it's copywritten and um it doesn't affect uh we can tattoo anything uh, on you no matter how copyrighted it is or not uh and the way i understand it was back in the day uh the walt disney corporation got upset because um everybody was getting mickey mouse and uh so they had a lawsuit and lost yeah and uh, it was determined that, you know, it, it's, it's not infringing on the, the patent at all. And uh, so that does not apply to the world of tattooing. So, uh, yeah. which, which is good, which mm -hmm. is great, yeah. you know. And, um, and now I think it's funny because there's the other side where companies are wanting you to get their logo tattooed Yeah, on that's, you. that was like a thing yeah. for a minute. Where yeah. yeah. People yeah. Would pay you. I think what it came down to is what they did is they cited the original court case. Uh, I, I, I could be completely wrong on this, but uh, when Warhol was doing all the soup cans, oh, I believe he got sued by Campbell's, if I remember correctly, but I could be wrong, mm. or maybe this is folklore. But basically they cited that, no, because it was a new art piece. Yeah. It is different from the original, yeah. right? Yeah, that the two are separate, and the same thing with tattoo. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, license given to artists in uh, in the regard of like you know originality. All you have to do is just change one little tiny thing, and hey, yeah. it's different. It's art, you exactly. know. So it's and, it's very subjective. And the nature of tattooing almost has that built in right. because you know you're doing it by hand on a living thing. Uh, so there's always that handmade effect that you're going to get, you know, right. to where it's it's very rarely uh, going to be just a, a straight knockoff. And usually people are like, I want Mickey Mouse, but I want him fishing and, you know, yeah. holding the fish. Yeah. Or, but think you know, how boring like the world would be, like, if you couldn't copy art at all. Like all those Michelangelo's, you know, creation of man and... 
right. all those other little nitbits and pieces they take from different art, you know, and put it on phone covers. And, it would, it, you know, it does nothing. curtains and all that. It just, yeah, it does nothing but stifle uh, creativity, yeah. right. hold hold things back, yeah. puts it in a box and sticks it in the dark and makes it untouchable. Gosh, how many, how long ago do you think we would have ran out of like stuff to tattoo on people? Like, yeah. Quite a like, while ago. Build off of other ideas and you know use stuff for. It would be probably one of the best ways to destroy art yes. in, yeah. in in our society Absolutely. or just in general. Ideas. It would be you know <laughs> that that you know strict lockdown on oh. You know, they used a smiling face, mm-hmm. so no more smiling faces and, you know, stuff Over. like that, which hopefully is a while before they bring yeah. that law in. No but, more having a nice mm-hmm. day. Well, Don't and it creates do. a situation yeah. where you have patent trolls yeah. and uh-huh. copyright trolls right. yeah. who just purposely go out and take, uh, we were talking before about the car, about mm-hmm. the guy that patented the idea of the car, the automobile, mm-hmm. and how he, for years, all these manufacturers would pay him out money until one of the manufacturers said, what? No, no. we're not paying you. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it creates a parasite situation or mm-hmm. it stifles creativity and innovation. Yeah. Totally. Um, and uh, like with with piercing, the only time it's really happened is with this uh, Maria Tash uh, trying to, she patented and, and got accepted for two piercings, a hidden rook and a hidden, um, what is it, or hidden helix. Um, the, the jewelry manufacturing, that, I think you should have the right to kind of control how that looks because that is a finished product. But the piercing, where it requires the right yeah. anatomy, yeah. every piercing is completely That's different. It's not the same. It's an art. It's, yeah. it's not. Uh, that, yeah. Wow. That's I, can't, I can't believe they gave her a patent for the location of where to put a, a piece of jewelry in yeah. your body. Yeah. A, a process. You're not yeah. allowed to put a piece of jewelry in that part of your body. No one. <laughs> Unless like, I say are, so. Go flip off, man. <laughs> like, crazy. And see, it's not a place where people haven't pierced before. Right. right. It's all about, um, I mean, one is basically a vertical conch piercing. The other one is just a helix piercing where someone has a very pronounced helix ridge, you know, that flap at the top of your ear yeah. that, that is big enough that it can cover something. And then you put a chain or you put a uh, an, uh, dangly thing on there, and it looks like there's no piercing there. It's just floating there. Right. Um, it, it, people have been piercing in those spots for years. I've done them mainly for people that had that anatomy but worked a job where they weren't allowed to have upper ear cartilage right. piercings or helix piercings, and we pierced there or the conch there because it's hard to see it. So they could have their piercing, but mm-hmm. nobody needed to know they had it. Yeah. So it was kind of a, a hidden thing. I Do you remember so. when the flesh tone stuff came out, like for the tongue, like yeah. the acrylic balls or semi-flat balls and stuff for different stuff that look the like no work Yeah, That's what they called them. Yep. No CMs. Yep. No CMs. Those were huge for a while. Yeah. Um, with tattooing, I know in the past that they, you know, I could see copywriting flash. That oh, makes yeah. sense. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But they weren't going, okay, now every time you do this tattoo from this flash, you have to pay. Well, that's why they sold the flash. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's why flash it. is so expensive. Right. You know, a lot of people don't realize back in the day when you walked into a tattoo shop and there was flash like covering every speck yeah. of everything, sometimes <laughs> even the, the ceiling. Wallpaper. I've yep. seen the shops. Floors and everything. Um, just one page. Of flash can be well over a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Typically, you buy it in sets, either five sheets, sometimes eight or ten, but usually it's five sheets. And there's four to six or so designs typically on a page, and you you could easily pay two fifty to five hundred bucks for yeah. five sheets yeah. of pictures. 
you know. And so if you walk into one of those old shops and you start adding up how many pieces of paper mm-hmm. are tacked up all over the place, that was your really your biggest expense in a tattoo in opening a tattoo shop was the designs. Yep. And that's why back in the day you weren't allowed when phones started coming out, like you weren't allowed to take, take your phone pictures. out of your pocket and take yeah. pictures and stuff because you were stealing it. Yeah, and the, another reason for that is too because. That might be the only place on planet Earth that that, that design that. exists. Yep, it yep. could have been drawn by you know a friend or an artist yep. there, and they don't want you to be able to take their designs to another shop and get it done. Because because right. it started out as like a way for them to you know here's everything I can do. Yeah, and this is all your options because it, it was a faster process back then. Well, it I don't, had to be to a degree. Kind of. Uh, well, part of it, I think, was there was such a preparation process to get that design onto your body. They had to take acetate, and, yep. which is like a thin, clear plastic, yeah. put it over the design. They would take a vibrating uh, pen or a, an engraver, and yeah. they would engrave and, the design yeah. into that plastic. Then you had to sprinkle the stencil stuff over top of it. Yeah. It was a huge process. Yeah. Yeah. You'd you know, put graphite on it and you'd wipe <coughs> the graphite off of the plastic so it would just leave the graphite in the edges and then they'd usually use something like Vaseline or uh, speed stick type uh, kind of a tacky mm-hmm. stuff and they'd put it where you want the design and they would have to take this flat piece of plastic <laughs> and transfer that powder off of that piece of plastic so it stuck to whatever's sticky on yep. your arm. And it was thick plastic too, so it yeah. didn't it wasn't very right. malleable. It was very tough. So the so that's part of the reason the designs back uh, in the day were more simple than they are now. Uh, because you could only get so much design, so much detail to come off. Yeah. And then the second you touch it, if you gone, wipe it, gone, it's, gone. it's gone. <laughs> or if they sweat or, you know, get so, nasty, like pass out. So it, it was really, it was unheard of. And plus, you know, no internet, no pictures. I mean, you'd have to go to a library to maybe find an illustration of something. So yeah. they would have to prepare all these pieces of artwork and have them on hand. So when you came in and said, I want that one, but a little smaller, they're like, no. No. You get that, that one, size. that size, size. <clears throat> or or you don't get it because right. it's such a, a long process. Yeah, there's no copy machines and stuff. And, you know, yeah. the stencil machine that we most people use in tattoo shops, uh, the Thermofax didn't come out till the 40s and 50s. And they basically went out of obsolete and out of business around 60s, late, early 70s. And there was like back in Virginia, there was one dude that worked for the original company and he would drive around in his car he had a station wagon he had parts he had extra thermofaxes he would ride up and down the east coast and stop in the tattoo shops he was the only dude that could fix your thermofax yeah. or give you parts for it because he had a, you know the overstock of when the company shut down and that was it dude if you didn't know him or know how to get in touch with him you were out of luck, bro. You yeah. And drove your stuff. The more tattooing grew and got popular and those machines got <laughs> popular, they started making oh. new <clears throat> ones that were specifically for tattooing, but yeah. they're none of them that I've tried, and I'm sure there's a bunch of them that I haven't at this point, but um, when they, I've tried several of them, and none of them come anywhere near that the ones that were built you know, way back. And uh, they were used originally for overhead projectors, so <coughs> uh, they would, uh, it was to take, um, uh, a page of text or whatever, and it would transfer it onto a clear piece of uh, Lexan plastic mm-hmm. yeah. that you'd put on top of the overhead, and then it would and the project you just it. Do it in school, and you had to, they'd write mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, and that's a that's a thing. I don't think any kid today would even no, they no, even no computer. Overhead projector was like ninety yeah. percent of our of what we watched. Yeah. There was no whiteboards. No, mm-hmm. 
it was either on that thing or it was on a chalkboard. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Now I, I imagine our, they'd use a, some sort of uh, video PowerPoint. link, you know, that I'm drawing on my iPad and you're seeing it up on the board yep. or something yeah, like that. And all the classrooms have televisions in them so they can watch their local, or, you know. Mm-hmm. They have those, stuff. they're like a big screen that they draw right on the screen, yeah. yep. you know, and then they can go to a different page and then yep. go back to the page. And I think Mythbusters, uh, yeah. when they were still putting out episodes, their last couple of years on there, they they, they were using one of those big things. And it's really cool because you can set up animations on it and yeah. grab and all yeah. that stuff, but still just scribble and write and all that on it. They're pretty neat deal. But yeah. God, we went to school in the Stone Age. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know that Microsoft had this thing called the Surface that was like yeah. experimental and then it kind of went away. Um, but one of the things I want to bring up, it, by the time I got into piercing and tattooing and everything, there were a lot of companies out there in artists that kind of supplemented their slow seasons and... Uh, and, and got additional income by selling Flash. Yeah, they mm-hmm. yeah you either sold Flash, and there used to be a uh, when you go to conventions, there was actually a class like you know you do like best of tattoo, best color, back you know the yeah. awards and the competitions. There'd be a Flash. There was a Flash, you know, part. You had the best Flash set, yeah. and all that stuff back then too, and you had to you know take it around and and you if it was a good set, you know, the people in there, the other artists would buy it. Yeah, you could easily make way more money Mm -hmm. off uh, at a convention if you had a nice, good new set of Flash walking around to the booths and selling your set for 500 bucks. And if it Mm -hmm. wanted that show, like, oh, this is the best Flash sheet out, you know, this month or whatever, you know, then that really pushed it up. Like, oh, now's Mm -hmm. a thousand bucks for this set, you know, whatever. Like Judy Parker uh, is probably one of... If if you didn't if you don't know if you're in tattooing <laughs> and you've been in it her. for any length of time and you don't know that name then you've never worked in a flash shop. Nope. Yeah. You've never ever worked in She's a flash. She's like shop. the godmother of flash. And and her flash stood out mm-hmm. over everyone else's, um, especially back then because it was very illustrated, very detail oriented, very beautiful. legible. Her mermaids and and things Sharks and were just they're just berries. gorgeous uh, stuff. And now. I mean, you you, you you can't find Flash in a tattoo nope. shop at all. Now, no. when you do find Probably it, it's any. more of a collector's thing or <clears throat> it kind is. of a novelty yeah, thing. Yeah, it's more like for decoration. Yeah. Yeah, I guess when you have the ability to look at every single piece of art ever made by a human being on a little screen you keep uh-huh. in your pocket, <laughs> it kind of negates the, uh, yeah. you know, the fact that you, know, that you don't need any pictures anymore. You which have, which yeah. always makes it a little interesting when somebody comes in and goes, I don't know what I want. What more are you expecting to see <laughs> here? <laughs> you know? well, what yeah. kills me these days is that people come in and like say, um, say you want an eagle tattoo. Yeah. And instead of looking at like, Eagles, like actual eagles, like National Geographic and photos of eagles, because there's so many. They go, eagle tattoo. I don't need to see another picture of a tattoo. I just, if you want an eagle, I look up eagles. Right. See, that's another thing with with Flash. A lot of, I think a lot of artists built off of that. Because you would have, once the Thermothax, 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 once I came into use, uh, it would be a situation where it's like, well, I want this at a different size. I want this at a different angle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would like to have her right-handed or left-handed, and it opened yeah. that up. So you're yep. building on that art, and yep. that's one of the reasons why copywriting images of, for tattooing mm-hmm. or a piercing and not allowing that progression of the art form right. or saying, well, you can't do a tattoo that I did on someone else. Yeah, that was yeah. a big deal back in like the beginning when I started in the 90s, late 90s, early 2000s. Um, 
I remember one of the huge things that came out when I started tattooing is we had a copier and it had a mirror button on it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so you could take something and go like mirror it and it would, so if it was facing left and then it was facing yeah. right without redrawing it and all that stuff, man, that was like, yeah, that was like, ah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, I think the Thermofax changed tattooing more than anything Absolutely. else up to that point. That, yeah. that was the biggest Im, like improvement to stuff. do better, more uh, detailed yep. tattoos. Um, and I think the iPad is Another the next, therm, the you know, is just as impactful and as the Thermofax was. I think those yep. are one of the t and if you're a tattooer out there, l let me know what you think. I mean, yeah, please. I'm probably missing something, but really, I mean, when you've oh man, like when somebody come in and want a rocker across their stomach, you know, says oh, Martinez and or something, draw. and they wanted it in Old English, well, then you got the book out that had A, B, C, in Old English, you draw a curve, and then you'd align each letter as perfect <laughs> as you thought you could, and, and trace it, and then go, f and then find the next letter, and space it from that letter on that curve, mm. and hope that by the time you got to the end of the curve, everything was right. Yeah. That's and why, that's and it usually so wasn't. That's why there's so many no, tattoos, like, that are on... on Areas that are kind of smaller. I used to see them on the neck all the time. Yeah. Like, um, you know, they would tattoo like something, you know, like uh, a real common one back in the punk rock scene at that point was skinhead. Yeah. And not racist, just, and I'm not going to get into all that nonsense today. Um, but they would start right here at just below the ear. And by the time they would get to mid throat, they'd realize, oh, darn. I'm already up to I, uh -huh. and then the other side would slowly <laughs> taper <laughs> off or yeah. turn around the corner or something, and it's like, yeah, yeah whoever did that did not right. know what they were doing. Yeah, nope. and now it's as easy as opening your iPad, you know, yeah. typing Adjusting it out, it. Yep. grabbing a, a few corners, and uh, and and even on top of that, take a picture of their throat, mm -hmm. and then you can have that mm -hmm. picture and Lay align it, it on them on the screen and print it out, and yep. it's... If it's not perfect, it's and damn those close. new copiers too. The new the tank copiers where yeah. you can put oh, the yeah. stencil stuff in the uh, the copy machine like we have. Yeah, that, that one you in the room. Yeah, that thing has really advanced. It like you can do so much more, like even more detailed stuff than a Thermofax. Can do. Yep. Yep. You did some of that stuff on a Thermofax, you just have like a big blur. <laughs> yeah. Blue. Yeah, purple stuff all over the page. Yeah, it really gives you a lot more information in the stencil for you to go off of, and saves a lot of. You know, yeah. looking like looking at, Where am I at? You, know. you know, there's still a lot of that because, you know, you should oh, yeah. be looking at your reference as much as you Always. look at the piece you're doing. Uh, but anyway, it, uh, it it's little leaps and bounds like that are really cool. But it is really wild how Flash is just not. Yeah, it's kind of thing faded out. And see if it was a situation where you had to pay a royalty to whoever was the original person who came up with the idea of doing a tattoo based on a sketch on an iPad. Every single tattoo you did, yeah, or every tattoo you did of uh, I don't know a Taz <laughs> or a Dreamcatcher <laughs> or you know whatever is hip and cool at that right. point in time, like Infinity symbols, armbands, <laughs> armbands, <laughs> any of that stuff. It would get to a point where the person who's really going to end up not getting what they really want is Client. the customer. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it eliminates it. In, oh, what in, a great pyramid scheme that would be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice little pawn. But like, you know, the iPad has made a, a mass improvements. So I remember drawing like uh, a sleeve or a back piece, like something large. And you'd get a you know a mermaid on a rock with the sharks and blah 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 and a sunken ship behind her and it's all ready for the back, and somebody would come in and be like, well she's sitting on the rock like this. Can we make her hand like come over here or hold something up or yeah like yeah I can do that, but I got to redraw this like twelve hour drawing right again. 
Yeah, it's yeah. Like the, 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 Isn't that something you could have mentioned at the console? Yeah, that, yeah. that would have been helpful like four days ago. Yeah. And, and that's another thing you don't see as often is light is light boxes. Right. Or, None. or right. artists drawing on the window. Well, they still have them back in uh in Virginia, one of the shops I worked at. Like yeah. I talked yeah. to the owner and talked to the owner until I was blue in the face. I was like, dude, iPads, iPads, iPads. Yeah. I'm not spending all that money. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, I mean, and he built a bigger light. He made a light table that went from like one end of the room to the other. Mm-hmm. So multiple artists could sit on it. It was yeah. huge. It was so nice. He's made, but that, he's made that investment now and he yeah, does not want to back down. built it by hand, it. dude. It's a couple like fluorescent right. lights and some Well, and the, and the thing is, this. think of how much square footage that takes up. Right. Then you have, yeah. you have drawing utensils. You have mm-hmm. tracing paper. You have sharpeners. You have mm-hmm. templates. You have rulers. Erasers. You have sur- everyth- everything. All that. Every single item is contained in a thin piece of glass and that you yeah. can sit anywhere on yep. the toilet in your anywhere. in the car while you're waiting on somebody and work yeah you know and, and, you're people not, that don't, you're, and you're not including all the reference books right exactly. and people that don't tattoo don't get like when you, you when you see that final piece of paper we brought out like for your sleeve like it looks all cohesive it's really cool it's all clean and line drawn and like ready to go you haven't seen me draw like the first part of that, the second part of that, the third part of that, and I started tracing it out. And well, okay, and then I added some more stuff. Then I changed this or I changed that. I've redrawn and retraced over that my own work twenty times right. to get that finished, clean line drawing from where it started as a sketch. Like you know what I mean? And you just keep refining it, and refining it. And man, the hours and the paper and the pencils and the mm-hmm. you know all the you know supplies that you eat up—it's crazy. And if you forget it at home. Yeah, you're screwed. <laughs> your, girl, your girlfriend can't just email you the design. Nope. You know what I mean? <laughs> nope. Or you, you set a coffee cup on top of it. Or well, spill exactly. something on it. Or, yeah. you know, your, your nose is it. running. Or <laughs> your dog eats it or yep. catches on fire. But, yeah. Um, yeah, because we used to try to eat when we drew. Like that was oh, your, yeah. that was your that was your moment of down to eat. So you're trying to like Cheetos and a cheeseburger and like shit, I just dropped stuff on my drawing. Yep. Now I got to start over. Definitely yep. the, one of the biggest. Or we could put it in the tattoo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some cheeseburger slime yeah, on there. A little, yeah, little. Yeah. You know, I think what's that, that? I think I think it's a ketchup. Scene. I did yeah, a tattoo yeah, like that nice. on a young lady. She had a piece of artwork, and she had set a coffee cup on it. Yeah. And she wanted the coffee ring that sat on top of the artwork that's on cool. the tattoo. Yeah, it was really neat. <laughs> so we tattooed it like that. Yeah. And everybody's like, what the hell is that? She's like, that's where I set my coffee on my artwork. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. Dude. I it love so it. Cool. It became yeah. a part of it. I like doing. Uh, and if it was patented to do that or copyrighted to do that, then you wouldn't be able to do that. And see, that's the biggest problem with this is yeah. no art expands and goes quickly. Unless you have a freedom of expression to build off of other artists. Exactly. Right? You know. um, when, when someone comes in for a piercing or a tattoo, it's basically they are commissioning you to do something for them. And they're collaborating with you just like a patron would. And um, what we can do and what we can't do is pretty, well, I mean, right now it's pretty open. We can build off of other people's ideas. The entire piercing industry is built off of other people's ideas and the free exchange of information. That's how it advances. the internet and things like Piercing Fans Quarterly International and publications and tattooing. Everything. Where would have tattooing gone without those uh, tattoo magazines. I think it, right. I think people in the industry tattooing specifically, I guess, but it could go probably for any art. Um, people that are unwilling to share and uh, and talk about their process and what yeah. they do to get there. That sh- it tells me at least that they're they think that this secret is what makes them. 
Right. Like without this secret, then they're just like everyone else. Well, you don't think a lot of yourself, you know, uh, you, right. you know, you, you need to realize right. the reason, you know, what you know is because of what other people right. knew and you right. built on it. Right. So if you, if you have a technique that you do and you're unwilling to share it, that's as far as you it's go. It's going to die. With that's you. as far yeah, as you right. go. You're holding yeah. back an entire industry. Yeah. You're holding back, you know, all these people and this art that you're supposed to love. Right. And you're, you're holding it back. You're putting an anchor on it. Yeah. You know, to share and to talk about how you did this. Um, when I do that, I learn the most when I do that. Exactly. You know, because when I open that conversation and I'm talking to an artist about, oh, normally I would I would do this and that to get to there. And they will talk about how they would do it. Yeah. Well, even if that's not how I would do it, I get an inkling or I get a feeling of why they thought that way. And maybe that doesn't help there, but maybe it will down the road. Right. And yeah. all that would have not happened unless you were open talking about how you do stuff. Well, that's how a lot of stuff advances. Almost, It's almost like a happy accident. Like, okay, this yeah. guy said that, well, when he does this, he does this to make this work better. So you try it, and then, like, well, in the middle of you trying it, plus what you already know, yeah. you kind of combine them, and you're like, oh, Eureka, wait a minute. If I do what he said, plus what I'm saying... And combine this and that of those, like it's even better than that. And like, then the oh first thing, first thing you're going to want to do is go tell, tell that somebody. person that shared yeah. you, "Hey, yep. man, check this out." <laughs> right. yeah. And you help yep. you, you help them, you help the industry. Yep. Now you and this other guy that work in a, in the same shop, maybe, are improving the entire shop, or improving your artwork. It, it, it only hold. You're mm, only holding spreading. yourself back, as far as I'm concerned, if you are not open with your peers and talk about how you create your art and what you do to create it. Uh, yeah. it, it shows me that you're you're scared, that you're intimidated by other artists, that you're looking right. at it as a competition. And I it's guess not. maybe, you know, in a way it, it could maybe. Yeah. I, but mm. but you're, you're going to eat. You know, you're going to eat, you're going to make a living, and I, I guarantee you, you're going to improve faster yeah. the more you share, you know? Absolutely. And when you share something with someone, every single time they're doing that technique, they're going to think of you. Yeah, they're going to yeah. remember learning yeah. that, and they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna think, whether it's, you know, uh, whether they realize it or not, it's going to let them know, I want to, I want to have, I want to be that. I want to, yeah. I want to give a gift to someone and have, and have I it pass grow it. into right. something I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. And I was the seedling for yeah. it, you know, and th maybe, and maybe that's just as bad ego as it is not to share, but yeah, at but least it's helping. At least right. it's growing. It's moving, yeah. you know, it's moving things forward. And, uh, I, so anytime I see someone that does this with yeah. their cards, yeah. when it comes to yeah. that. They're into it. They're just they're just gonna stick. Yeah, because how sad yeah. would it be if you traveled the world and you experienced all these wonderful forms of art and tattooers and painters and sculptors and you learned this little bit of knowledge from all of them and then like you didn't share it with anyone and then like you passed on. Yeah. All that knowledge you accumulated is lost. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And the other artists that you've accumulated from, maybe they're gone now. So like there's your your ending lines of fantastic, beautiful creation. Like, mm -hmm. why would you do that? It's not about you. No, no like, I guess that's how I look at it. That's what it is. It's, and it's yeah. usually this attitude that, well, I don't want anybody profiting off of my idea. Yeah. I am well, the one that came up with but this. But you are. I'm important. You are going to profit. Uh, yes, yeah. you, you know, are. that's the thing. You're, 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 you're not going to sell your great idea because you don't want other people. Well, then it's worthless. Yeah, yeah. nobody would. Then nobody's going to use it, it in the first place. It. It, it'd be like, you know, uh, 
you know, somebody coming to you and getting a Paul Booth style tattoo, they're still going to want to go back and actually they would be massively psyched to have Paul Booth do that tattoo. Yeah. Right. Eventually. So yeah. it's always going to flow. It's it's a two-way street. It's always going to flow one way or another. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, if you really want to understand the creativity of, of, of the human nature, take any kid and hand them a cardboard box and yeah. say, play with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And they will come up with things to do with that box you that you imagined. never, ever imagined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yep. all you did was you supplied that box. Mm-hmm. And now you have a totally different way of looking at that box. Exactly. It's a spaceship. It's a car. It's a slide. It's a house. It's a house. Yeah. It's a, you know, it, it's not just a sh- this thing that you put stuff in and carry right. from one side. It's a time machine. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. It could be and that's really what we try to do. Yeah. yeah, you're expanding your imagination, which is, I think, these days lost a lot of a lot of the younger people. They're not encouraged to use their creativity or their creative side or to imagine outside the box and think of something new. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, thank you to any artist out there who's uh, at a convention, had a seminar, and yes. is willing to open up like that. Because I've learned so much from several artists just by them mm-hmm. uh, being willing to spend a couple hours yep. in a room with a few other guys and just talk meat and potatoes, mm-hmm. you know, about what they do, how they do it. And uh, those people to me show so much more character and show that they are in it because of the art, yeah. because of tattooing. Like, you know, we are all just a, a, you know, a molecule in, in tattooing. Oh yeah. You know, it's not you, mm-hmm. you know, you, you're going to, you're going to be in this for a split second, then you're going to die. Yep. Wouldn't you want to benefit or give something to that thing that gave you purpose and yeah. worth and, and happiness and food, yeah. you know, wouldn't you want to leave a little something for the, the next people to do I the same? I hope I have or, or am. Because otherwise nobody's going li- to, no one's going to remember you. Nope. Right. And nobody's nope. going to give a crap about you once you're gone. And that's what yeah. the cool thing about tech. Regardless of how good you were at what you did, if they, if you just did what you did in this big bubble of isolation, mm-hmm. people right. are going to be like, yeah, there was this person who did that a while ago. Yeah. And I don't know what ever happened to that. That was always a really cool what thing about tattooing. or her name? Yeah. I used to tell people all the time, like, you know, my I'll leave my mark on the earth for long after I've been here. Yeah. Because hopefully the people that I've tattooed, I tattoo, you know, you always tattoo younger people and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And like out of the people you've tattooed in the world, that tattoo is going to outlive you. A lot of them, hopefully. You know what I mean? So that's mm-hmm. cool. That's that you're going to outlast your expiration date in this meat bag. Which is which, which is, is really nothing cool. compared to that's how long really is, but. how long your ideas or your right. sharing of right. of process or that's what the you other use. part of it that's yeah. that it to me is going to make a bigger impact in a bigger way right. than really about anything that's, else you and, can and do i constantly get we we get comments on the on the channel it's like well thank you for being so informative and i can't believe you're just sharing this information it's like that's, that's what i do what every day yeah. every time somebody comes in the shop if i have a chance to educate them to have better results, uh-huh. I'm gonna yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I wouldn't. Whether I'm, t- I'm, you know, I'm, I'm talking about tattooing, piercing, whatever. Yeah. Even if it's talking about relationships, which we have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's I like, here's my knowledge. It may not be worth <laughs> anything to you, but you might be able to do something with yeah. it. Sure. Yeah. I recently got into 3D printing like a year or two ago, and yeah. I've just fallen in love with it. And one of the things that had, and it's just since I've been doing it which is not very long, it has grown Mm. so crazy. And I think a big reason is in the 3D community, people share. People share. They will spend hundreds of hours on a design that is different, that is is 
innovative, that is incredible, and they will give it away. Yeah. They will say, "Please take this, yeah. and see, please do yeah. some." You know, Run with it. Yeah, you can find you at the beginning of the internet, and, and tattooing and piercing both benefited from this. Mm-hmm. Tat- piercing maybe a little bit more because it was a new thing. This idea of open source. Mm-hmm. Here's here's this basic. Mm-hmm. You take that and you figure that out and you find out, you know, I'm going to give this to everybody because I know somebody in this crowd is going to perfect Boom. this yep. and make yep. this much better than what yep. I can do by myself. And then you're going to see what they did with what you had and they're going to take it further than you could have. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, exactly. And that's why you don't, you don't give back, you don't share, you don't become a part of the movement of the, you know, what, it, what you're in. You're, you're you're stagnant. Out. Yeah, you're stagnant. And yep. You know, I'll, I'd like to say thank you to everybody in the conventions when I was young, just just for allowing me to step in the back of their booth or beside their booth and just stand there and shut up and watch mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're willing to go, hey man, I'm doing this piece. Like, uh, do you mind if I watch you do this? Like, sure. Right. You know that that furthered me more than anything I can ever remember. Yeah, it really does. You know, it really did. Yeah. Yeah. Everything I know was free. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. I do and how I do it, it, except for the seminars I took, which the money that you pay in a seminar is zero. Yeah. yeah. I mean, is. from the knowledge you're getting, it, you know, you're it's free, basically. Yeah. I mean, so that's the only way it's going to keep moving, in my right. opinion. But, yeah. Um, yeah, open your mouth, you know. Look yeah. at Guy Atchison. Sure. That guy, um, ever since I he, – he was tattooing before I was in tattooing. Mm-hmm. He's still tattooing, and he's still just as yep. open, just as forthcoming. Yep. And, and the way he does – the way he does it is more of a, this is how I do it. Yep. You know, I do this, and then I do that. Now, it's not the right way. It's not the only way. It's – it's a way. Yeah. So if you like what I do and how it looks, hey, this is how I do it. Yeah. And so many artists, thousands, I'm sure, have taken either tiny little bits or big chunks of that and have taken it further. Yep. You know, so I think without people uh, like Guy Atchison that do- that uh, does this very different style and type of tattooing yeah. without him sharing I don't think a lot of the artists that you see today that blow you out of the water would be what they are, what mm. they are, and where they are. So I feel the same way about Philip Lou. Right, like Philip Lou. I've been looking up to him since I could pick up a magazine. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's always been that way. Yeah, For everybody that I've known's ever met him. He's just very. He's an open book. Like, hey man, how would you do this? Well, I do it like this. Like, you know, check it out. Yeah, if that helps you, cool. You know, I hope it does. I'm but glad this I, is how I do it. I'm glad I was around artists like that earlier in my career too, because it, it taught me that kind of. You know, yeah. it taught me that. Well, without him sharing, right? Without him willing to talk, I wouldn't have this knowledge. Nope. Yeah. So. Who am I to keep it? Who am <laughs> yeah. I? It's not mine. Sure. Yeah. It's it's it's. It's tattoo. Yeah. You know, it belongs to Us. tattooing, not not just me. So who am I to take this information and just hold on to it? That's yeah. that's not oh. fair. That's not right. And see, that's why I've always had the, the I, whenever I have anybody come in, if I have the time and they're asking about apprenticeship, even if I'm not even going to consider taking them on, mm. I like to sit down and talk to them yeah. mm-hmm. and give them a little bit of an insight of what what the industry's like, some ideas or some things that can yeah. move them forward. Yeah, yeah. Because there were Absolutely. people that did that for me, right. except Absolutely. they were tattoo artists, and they are going, I don't know about this whole piercing. <laughs> right? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, so if you're one of those people, no matter what you're in, uh, you know, no matter what your shtick is, and I understand you trying to get a foothold and you thinking you have this technique that's going to, you know, get you out there and, and, and expose, get some exposure, that's, you know, that's maybe one thing, you know, but once you're a contributor and you are making a living from this this art or this this thing that was there way before you, give back. Yeah. You know, yeah. give, give, add to it, make it better than wh- the way you found it, I guess. Yeah. It's one of the oldest professions on the planet. It just started with caveman. Like, yeah. it actually yeah. outdates like prostitution and stuff. Like, I, it's been around. Unless they found somebody older, time. the oldest human being that they found on planet Earth had tattoos on yep. them and piercings. Like, and yeah. piercings. Yeah. So, we've been imitating the ever human since. experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has been since probably we learned how to do it. Yeah. We've been imitating that and like trying to copy nature. Ever since. since the first guy, <laughs> since the first guy was tending the fire and got poked in the arm with a yep. stick with some soot on it, and yep. it healed, and it Left was still the there, he went, Ding. "Ooh, yeah, huh. yeah. I Permanent could make marking. a picture." And then yeah. he told everybody, "Yeah, right, paint something besides the cave wall." <laughs> exactly. Yep. So I think we covered this pretty well. Um, thank you for watching or listening. Um, if you'd like to hear more of this or see more of this, please subscribe wherever you're at. Um, hit that notification bell so that you're notified every single time we post something. These go out about every two weeks. Uh, I know we're a little off schedule, but it, that's because we're busy fellers yep. and ladies, as in Jess. Uh, she does our behind our, the scenes changing. Yeah, she's our the cat scene. wrangler, keeping up with us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also check out our merch store. Until next time, you're soaking all your tattoos and piercing seal with ease and without a single issue. And if you're in the Des Moines, Iowa area, we all hope to see you for your tattoo and body piercing needs in the future. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you for watching. Thanks, guys. Be good.